Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Today, we are going to talk about growing character. My name is Katja Pinkston. I'm a parent educator, curriculum developer, and researcher for the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm also a parent and the spouse of a retired service member. Joining me today is Dr. Michael Matthews. He works as a professor of engineering psychology in the Department of Behavioral Sciences and Leadership at the United States Military Academy. And joining me also is Dr. Christina Kalina. She currently works as a research assistant professor at the Institute for Applied Research and Youth Development at Tufts University. Dr. Matthews and Dr. Kalina, thank you so much for being here today. You both have an interest in character development. Can you please tell us more about what the focus of your work is in terms of growing character? Maybe I can start in. First of all, I'll just say that, that uh, Dr. Kalina and I are early partners in crime and have been for three years or so. Uh, I've been at West Point as a professor since the year 2000. This is my 18th year. I finished 18 years, and most of that time I've spent uh, conducting research on character and character development and how to teach character uh, to West Point cadets. And about three years ago, uh, Dr. Rich Lerner, who also is a senior professor at Tufts, and his then graduate student, uh, then not Dr. Kalina, mm-hmm. almost Dr. Kalina, um, uh, we were able to get a grant uh, from the Templeton Foundation to do uh, a very systematic study, a more systematic study of character development over the next five years, over a five-year period, combining the, the talents uh, of Tufts University with the access to cadets that we have. So we've got a, a nice collaboration comments you would have right. to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when uh, folks at West Point approached us before we were able to make contact with Dr. Matthews, they came to us asking kind of how, how the sausage gets made at West Point. How does character development happen among the cadets there? And so we came in using methods that we had used with youth-serving organizations to help them evaluate their programs and understand positive youth development. We do developmental data collection, so we collect data from cadets about every year to see how they're moving through their 47-month experience at West Point. Mm-hmm. One thing we're really interested in is certainly assessing character and giving feedback to the cadets, really with kind of two outcomes that we have, and at least I have in mind. And One is I think there's great value in cadets or students anywhere at any, any school, any age, who become self-aware, to grow their self-awareness of what their strengths are. And so the model that we have adopted, one of the primary models we look at, provides a major 24 possible character strengths that all humans seem to have. And they're things like love of learning and curiosity and kindness and optimism and, and modesty, and there, there are more. And so 
part of our uh, thrust of our work is to is to allow cadets to become self-aware. And then secondly, once you become self-aware of your of your own personal character strengths, and I just spent uh, an hour with a bunch of uh, a rising freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and and senior high school students this morning talking about just about this, is they become self-aware of their own personal strengths of character, how they can use those as a tool to achieve difficult things. You know, so at West Point, it's pretty obvious that it's hard to get through 47 months. Hard to be admitted in the first place, and it's pretty hard to get through. But these kids have, the, these, these youngsters who are in high school now have very similar aspirations. And so the, the idea was, how can we get them to learn to use their personal strengths of character in addition to their competence okay, right. and, their, and their brains in order to accomplish tough goals? I'll just add that West Point does a really excellent job thinking about how to assess performance across different training programs that they have for the cadets, so the academic, military, and physical programs. And one thing that we think we bring um, that we can add to the West Point assessment is an understanding of, of character and how it develops. And when we put those two things together, we're reminded of what Teddy Roosevelt said, you know, to educate a man in mind and not morals is to educate a menace to society. So we think about that combination of performance metrics and character assessment in promoting and, and assessing um, officership, which is the ultimate goal there at West Point. And that, Christina, raises an important point, is that strengths, certain, certain sort of profiles of character strengths or combinations of character strengths, whether you're an eighth grader or a or a junior in high school or, or a West Point cadet tend to, to be predictive of success in certain areas. So to succeed at academics, strengths like curiosity and love of learning are important. Um, but to get along well with your friends and peers, strengths of humanity like capacity to love and caring about others and kindness are really important. So a neat thing about strengths work is that all human beings have strengths. We already have right, them. Exactly. So all we have to do is identify them. Right. And there's right. not that some strengths are better than others necessarily, right. but, to make, but to allow students, uh, wherever they may be, again, from in, in public schools or, or K through 12 or, or college students or West Point cadets, to learn to use these to, to, to be better and more effective people. And you just raised a fascinating point, Dr. Matthews, when you just explained that we all already have those strengths and all we have to do is basically identify them and then learn how to use them or develop them to be better and more effective people. And I can imagine that parents who are listening right now may be saying, well, I want my child to learn to use more of these character strengths. What would you say to a parent who wants to develop these character strengths in their child? What can parents do to make this happen? Well, let us take the two approaches to this. Now, I'll take the sort of the, the, the little old, slightly older kid approach. And, and But Christina's lab, that's, that's what they do. They make their bread and butter with, with younger children. This is what mm -hmm. they, their claim to fame is. And, but I think what I'm going to say would apply to a lot. And, and so really there's kind of three things that I think are really important that a parent can think about is one is be that role model. You know, and there's lots of ways to be a good role model. You know, there's no one set way. But kids, of course, if, you know, you, I think everybody that's listening to this will agree, they're, they're pretty quick to pick up on discrepancies between what I say and what I do, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really, really important. A second thing, so one is to be a role model. Two 
is to create, sort of intentionally create experiences that grow a child. So, you know, it's, it's, so at West Point, you know, these are older people, uh, you know, from 18 on up to about 25, we challenge them each and every day for 47 months, whether it's jumping off a high dive or, or running an obstacle course or having really tough classes. But by experiencing and, and, and successfully completing hard things, you come to learn and to, to what, either what character strengths work best for you or to actually hone up and build some of the other ones you may be lacking. And the third thing I want to let Christina comment is time for reflection. Mm -hmm. There has mm -hmm. to be time for a child. Uh, and this would be kind of how you do this would differ if you're talking about a six-year-old or an eight-year-old or a 14-year-old, but give them time to reflect and maybe talk with the family about what did I just learn from this and process it. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. Christina, what would you add? I mean, Mike really hit the nail on the head, and, and those are three key things that we talk about all the time in positive youth development what, with whatever program we're working with, Boy Scouts, National 4-H Council, and that applies to organizations like West Point because they're focused on developing the whole person. I would add that opportunities for leadership, which, of course, West Point you know, does naturally um, as a military organization, but uh, opportunities for leadership can come at home, can come in school. Uh, youth really want to feel like they matter. And I think setting up those challenges for kids really helps them, you know, find out what their unique strengths are. So when you just mentioned that youth really want to feel like they matter and that opportunity to be a leader helps to develop character strength, volunteering just came to my mind. Volunteering, mm -hmm. um, absolutely. And, but you know, youth can contribute to their families. They, mm -hmm. can, they can contribute to themselves. They can find ways to make themselves um, the best they can be. They can find opportunities to contribute in their communities with their friend groups. But volunteering is a, a great place to start. Yeah, there's so many possibilities. You know, mm -hmm. when I was growing up in a way long ago in a previous millennium, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Playing with your friends, your friend, your peer group, and you know, your eight, nine, or ten, our parents would just turn us loose and let us play with BB guns and stuff. I know, I know, you all listen to this. Aren't they probably gonna let your kids do that anymore? Those of us who survived, <laughs> you know, we probably learned some good lessons, like don't insult people or you'll get shot with a BB gun, you know, something like that. But seriously, um, you know, once you get in, depending on the level of school a child is in, there's 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 clubs. I mean, I was talking with the, the teenagers this morning. I ask, you know, what's, what does your school do really well? And what I'm saying, you know, if you want to be in a club and lead a club, there's one for you. Mm, you know, that's and, awesome. You yeah. know, and sports, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, inter, in, you know, collegiate or intramural sports, right. intramural. It can be intramurals, play, right. playing on club sports. And just right. pick, you know, playing softball with, with the kids in your class at recess, you know, and chance to learn to interact with others and use those so, social skills. And not just one thing, it's really a, wouldn't you say, it's, yeah. Christina, it's a, it's a whole you know, surround the truth, do absolutely. a lot of different things, get absolutely. them involved in a lot of activities. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So what you just said, I think many of our listeners who have moved, they can personally relate to because getting involved in activities, that's really one of the main ways to make those connections and to get to know people at a new place. Before we part, though, I would like to ask you, if you have perhaps a story for us or maybe a message for our listeners that you would like to share i'm not sure about i'm not sure about a story maybe the story will come to me but i did i did think about a message and the message that i bring in and probably one that mike subscribes to as a 
somebody in the world of positive psychology um, is really one of hope, uh, which is that um, all young people can be put on a path of thriving. All young people can demonstrate resilience. And um, I've seen personally that when educators and parents and practitioners are kind of clever enough to match an environment to kids' strengths, to really help them find out that, that one thing that kind of sparks their interest, um, that these positive attributes that we're talking about, um, you know, kids can, can bring their unique strengths to that activity and then it helps them grow even more. Um, and we just believe that this is possible for every youth, kind of no matter what their circumstances, you know, kind of how they started out. And I don't know, but I'm not well, sure. Well, yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would just dovetail. I would just dovetail off that while you think of your story. Sure. It's, you know, when I think about children, especially the younger children, the ones who are maybe in kindergarten or, or early in the early grades, they're little seeds of goodness. <laughs> you know, and but a seed only grows to its potential if it has the right soil, the right water, the right amount of sunlight for that particular seed. So you know the the types of soil and sunlight. And, and water that, that would be necessary to grow an oak tree might be a little different from that, which will grow a forsythia bush, you know. Right. But, but, but they all have the potential to grow. So I think for the, the challenge for parents and teachers and, and important people in children's lives is to kind of figure out, you know, what that particular seed has the potential to be and do what you can to, to uh, set the occasion for that. My, my story is not exactly a story. It's kind of a message, too. And one thing we've learned over and over and over again uh, in, in my work on character development and is that is that sometimes sometimes the greatest growth for character comes through adversity mm. and we all know how tough life is now you know and, and it's economically difficult for a lot of people and for military kids in particular you know mother or father PCSing or taking temporary duty elsewhere and they're away from home and maybe deployed in, in a war zone and and then you know the family that stays behind has some issue, whether it's an illness or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, with adults, you know, we, we find that adults who survive uh, a traffic accident or have had cancer you know, or something like that often come back and report, you know, personal growth. Right. In my work with, with soldiers, and I just tell this as examples, I think it happens with the kids too, I did a systematic study of, of Army soldiers who just come back from combat in Iraq and Afghanistan and they, almost to a soldier, agreed that they were better people mm -hmm. in at least two ways. One is a capacity to love. They cared more and more about love and their, and, and their family. And second was gratitude. They, they just, you know, after you've been at war, mm -hmm. then, then the little things in life start to matter a lot more. But on a, on a different scale, children can grow in the same way following sort of that, that sort of those challenges that inevitably occur in all of our lives. Yes, absolutely. And that's a really powerful statement. Children can grow from those adversities and, and from those challenges. I think as military-connected families, we know that our children come in contact with challenges like, well, we're moving and, you know, the kids have to leave their friends behind. And at the same time, we can also see these challenges as opportunities that help our children to grow and make them more resilient. It's the old yin-yang of life, right? Mm -hmm. Those, those, you've got to, what, what do they say, if, if life gives you 
lemons make lemonade. <laughs> it's, it's a little, <laughs> little Pollyanna-ish, but, but there's a lot of truth to that. And, and that's where the parents can really help. Parents can help by framing for the child. You know, yeah, you know, there's, there's been this downside, but boy, look what else you've got to do. Exactly. No, I really like that lemonade analogy because it's very true. As you just said, some reframing can help and prepare kids to see life's challenges not as something to be avoided, but as an opportunity to grow. So thank you again for sharing all of your tips and thank you also for the, taking the time today to talk about growing character. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you to all of our listeners as well for joining us today. Please like, share and subscribe. And we always appreciate your comments, your questions and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Hey everyone, this is Tara, the producer. I want to let you know Hot Off the Presses is our On The Move magazine, which you can access at our website at www.militarychild.org. Put in the search engine On The Move. Click on the November 2018 edition. And yes, this was just released this week. So you as our listeners are the first to hear about it and some of the first to be reading it. So thank you for subscribing and following us. And Dr. Mike Matthews has three key components of character development in his article on pages 24 and 25. So definitely go on our website and check out the On The Move magazine. Also, next week we have a webinar and it's called Preparing to Fly the Nest. And if you miss the live recording, which is typically on Wednesdays about middle of the day, and actually next week we We'll have two live sessions available for you. You can also access any of our online trainings for parents for free at any time by visiting our website at www.militarychild.org backslash webinars. So also check out Preparing to Fly the Nest. We have a whole portion on social emotional preparation for your children as they prepare to leave home. So check out those two new hot off the presses resources for you. Thank you. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast for the sake of the child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.